and welcome to Vision Extra, coming to you from Vision Australia Radio. Peter Greco with you, and let's go all the way to Tokyo and speak to a young man who's uh, won a couple of sensational medals on the track. Jared Clifford. Jared, welcome and thanks so much for your time. No, thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure. How's it going? I mean, is your head still spinning? Oh, yeah. It's a, been a crazy week. Uh, to win two Paralympic medals in the space of a couple of days is, um, I, I don't know, I think it's sinking in a little bit now. Um, and, and still with a marathon to come, it's one of those weeks in your life where it goes so quickly, but I'm sure I'll be looking back on this with so much good memories uh, in the future. Now, you went to Rio, and obviously, uh, I think you were just uh, barely 17 uh, when you went to Rio. So five years later, how different are the games, notwithstanding, obviously, the, the COVID uh, background as well? Yeah, obviously, the games are heaps different. Uh, no crowds. The controls in the village are a lot more tight and good, but it makes us feel safe too, which is really important particularly with COVID but uh, I think the biggest change in the games has been the quality you know I came into these games hoping to win a gold medal I still have a chance to do that but it didn't happen on the track for me and I won a silver and a bronze and it wasn't because I ran badly it was because the vision impaired categories T12 and T13 and also the T11 guys too but just everyone in general the quality's just gone through the roof the races in Rio compared you know this it's been a big step up to tokyo i got bronze in the 1500 meters running a 53 second last lap because the winner ran a 52.5 second last lap at the end of the 1500 so i think the biggest difference is the quality and you know going in with the gold medal that's always going to be the dream but to get silver and bronze against the runners that i got it against i'm, I'm super stoked well tell us about the uh, the silver uh, did the event pan out as you planned i guess there's a lot of uh pre-planning that goes on into an event uh, did it turn out did you run it the way you kind of were hoping yeah i think a lot of people look at records and stuff and think that's what's going to happen at the games but those my world records etc they're run with pacemakers and in really controlled environments for fast times whereas these championship kind of races are totally different we don't get to choose the time of day the conditions the place uh, we, and we don't get pacemakers that are going to like lead us through. So um, the 5,000 meters was slow early, but the perceptual temperature was above 40 degrees Celsius with above 80% humidity. So uh, it was one of the toughest races of my life. And basically I was beaten by a runner that is probably handled the conditions on the day a lot better than me. He's uh, born in Morocco, lives in Spain, runs for Spain and trains in Barcelona and probably has a lifetime of running in conditions like that and although i did preparation it doesn't make it much easier uh and yeah i I, I, honestly i crossed the line i was pretty shattered with that silver medal just because i thought i was fit enough to win the gold medal but that's why paralympic gold medals are so coveted it's because you know all you have to do is be the best on the day and handle it the best and um definitely the spaniard in the 5k that beat me definitely deserved it he was just stronger than me on the day and and that's what matters. And then the 1500 meters, I was a lot less disappointed, even though it was a bronze. And that's just because the two guys that beat me are, um, I think it would have been hard for me to beat them any other way, um, particularly the Russian that won. So I don't think the race has panned out as in like the dream scenario that you always kind of hope happens. Like the dream is always to win gold. But for how I could have run it the best on the day, uh, tactically, I think I, I nailed both. So and that's all you can really ask for at the end of the day. Oh, you're very, very gracious. As the uh, Obviously, most of Australia would have seen the interview after the 5,000. Has the kind of um, disappointment quelled a bit now? Because, I mean, it's a silver medal, Jared. Like, it's not uh, 
nothing to be ashamed of. And as you say, you know, there wasn't a there wasn't much in it, and b if, if you know on, on a day anyone can beat anyone in a sense. Yeah, that's right. I think, and I said this in a in another interview later, a few hours after, and it's kind of like in elite sport, the initial reaction will always be disappointment if you've fallen a little bit short of the goal, even if your performance is really really good. And that's just because everyone wants to win gold, but everyone standing on that start line wants the same thing and only one person can get it. And, and, and everyone's worked hard too. You know, I'm not the only one that's worked hard with that dream. But initially, that yeah, disappointment will be that. But particularly when you've got more races ahead, which I did and still do, it's kind of like you've got to take a little bit of time to be shattered, but then you've got to, you know, reset and refocus. And also being shattered is not really how I feel right now because I've watched the race. I know what, you know, I've run through different scenarios that I could have done and none of them I don't think would have gotten me that goal which then proves that I was probably just beaten by okay. a better runner yeah I think that makes me able to accept it a lot more and realise yeah. how special it is. and Paralympic medals are incredible things like to have it around my neck um, that's you know it's always been a dream of mine and to have it happen and to stand on that podium it's one of the most special moments so you know initial reaction was shattered but I'm just so proud and grateful to have had the opportunity and to have at least fought all the way to the end as well. For those that might have missed it, you paid tribute to your late grandfather. Do you want to share a bit of that with us again? I know it's obviously a very uh, heart-wrenching moment for you, but uh, also very touching and you know, good on you for you know being so open about it because I think that's uh, another wonderful strength. Yeah, my pa has always been one of my uh, biggest supporters of my running. We always spoke on the phone about it in person sounds like it came up in a lot of conversations he had with other people and I know you know on the day that he passed earlier in the year uh, he sent me an email congratulating me on a, on my world record in the 1500 meters that had happened two nights before and so yeah he had tickets to the race in Tokyo in another mm. world if, you know in 2020 before COVID but uh, couldn't quite make it to, to watch but I'm sure he was you know there in spirit and um I know he'd be super proud of the way I raced and the way I fought and the way I never gave up. And um, that was super special to kind of see that. And my family, my cousin Daniel and all my other cousins organized a, a T-shirt. And I think all my family and friends and even some of the people at Channel 7 were wearing it. So it, just to have that family kind of uh, feel about everything uh, was also super special. Very deserving. Well, well done on that again. It's uh, you know, not an easy thing to be able to speak about things like that. And I think the emotion was... Uh, well, I don't think there would have been too many people not uh, caught up in it. So uh, well done on that. Jared, no, you're you. running in the marathon coming up. Uh, I mean, you know, someone sort of observing things where you ran the 5,000, yeah, fine, the 15, okay, the two events, then the marathon, and then, like, the marathon. It's not just uh, another event. Yeah, I know. I keep saying as a joke to everyone because it feels like, you know, it's, I've run a marathon twice already just with the preparation <laughs> and the mental <laughs> fatigue of yeah. the other two. It's kind of like oh, six and a half K down. 42.2 to go. <laughs> That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm feeling good though. I'm ready. Uh, Michael Roger, the arm amputee, T46 marathoner, uh, who's also, yeah, he's going for gold and he's uh, my training partner. He got in today, which I don't know. I, I always feel a lot better when he's around too. And I think that's why the marathon will be so good just because he's got so much experience. He's one of the best marathoners in Australia regardless and, to have him kind of stand on that start line together, although we won't be racing each other for the same medals, um, but just to be standing on that start line together will mean the world to me. And I think it'll be something I'll be looking to him 
as a source of inspiration throughout the race too. Actually, won't be competing for the same medal, but uh, you probably won't be too far apart if everything works out well at the end. Potentially, and I think the race yeah. for both of our categories are, you know, who's going to survive the best uh, with the heat uh, and with just the marathon in general. Often, it's just who survives the best. And yeah, there, there is a chance we, we could be near each other um, or, or there's a chance I might not even, you know, I'm, this is my second marathon and I still haven't really trained for one, so... Yeah, so I don't know. It, it, marathon, you don't know what you're going to get. Even uh, at the 30K mark with only 12 to go, you still don't know what you're going to get. So it's going to be a good one to watch and uh, tune into. Yeah, we'll certainly be doing that. Joe, before you leave us, what, what about the experience? You talked about it's obviously a lot different to Rio. What about as a young man with a vision impairment sort of getting around the traps, uh, just uh, generally how, how it's all been uh, panned out, uh, you know, meals, uh, uh, the accommodation gives good of a, an idea about that. Yeah, it's definitely been a much more accessible and easier village than Rio. Rio was a little bit not so low vision friendly, but uh, Tokyo is, I don't know if they've done it on purpose, but it's definitely a lot easier. There's not so many hazards in the wake in comparison. Uh, I've been lucky enough to have Tim Logan and Vince Donadieu who are guiding me in the marathon around, um, my coach Philo and Having Sammy uh, Harding, who raced with me in the 1500 meters, another low vision athlete, uh, with me in the village too, it's good. And, and with meals, we've actually, the Paralympic team haven't gone to the village uh, dining hall. So we've just had our own catering in our own hotel just to mitigate any risk with COVID. And so therefore, accessibility in, the, in those areas pretty much has just been in the hotel. So it's been super good. Uh, our team's like super good at that. And um, Another thing that's been super cool to be a part of and to see how unfold is the, the Gold Ball girls absolutely smashing it on their way to the knockout stages, which was uh, um, yeah, super inspiring to, to see and witness and meet them all. Yeah, and of course the thing is that uh, I guess every athlete has got a story to tell, but you talk about Michael Roger, he's had some uh, you know disappointments at Paralympic Games leading up to this. Hopefully that'll be remedied and... The Aussie Bells have, um, yeah, have had their fair share of uh, ups and downs as well, as I say, with any athlete. So, you know, when the ups come, you, you, I guess you got to really appreciate them. Yeah, and that's it. And and even though, for me, it wasn't the absolute dream come true of winning a gold medal to be a Paralympic medalist. And Philo said this to me, and I've known this from seeing Dion Kenzie, my other training partner, and Rogues win uh, silvers and bronzes. You got to appreciate every time you cross the line let alone cross the line with a medal. And um, I keep, you know, my bronze medal is actually sitting next to me right now. I've just picked it up and, <laughs> and it's um, just to even look at it and hold it again each time, it just gives me goosebumps. So um, you got to appreciate every every moment we get in running and um, hopefully uh, we can hit the highs of highs on Sunday in the marathon, me and Rogues. That's a very mature outlook. I mean, you're barely uh, 22, turned 22 in July, so... Uh, you know, you got uh, very wise ahead on those uh, young shoulders. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's uh, probably a product with the people that I'm surrounded by. Our squad is uh, super tight knit and super supportive, and um, it's going to be a it's going to be a, a good good race. Joe, just one very quick thing before you go. Uh, where were you born? Uh, I was born in Greensboro, Melbourne. And I've been, but I've been based in Canberra the last 12 months. Okay, because a few of uh, Google searches bring up you as being from Western Australia. I don't know if you've seen any of those. You probably haven't been too busy to Google yourself. But uh, yeah. I, and, I, and I thought you were Victorian, so uh, that, that's kind of interesting. I uh, had to look twice, but I think a couple of different references uh, uh, suggested you as a Western Australian. So I'm not sure if they've oh. got you mixed up with anyone else. But Maybe, with, maybe with, Sammy. So I know Sammy is from Perth. 
So yes, the old um, Mr. West Coast. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Joe, no. again, thank you so much for your time. I know you've been obviously really busy, in, you know, not just on the track, but with the other commitments. We really appreciate you spending some time with us. We'll certainly be looking out for you Sunday. Good luck to Michael Rager as well. And uh, again, the congratulations, a silver and a bronze so far. That's a, a tremendous achievement. You should be very proud. No, thank you very much. And, and I know all of our, uh, all of us in our squad really appreciate the support from, from your show. Joe Clifford there, silver and bronze medalist so far, speaking to us all the way from Tokyo. That is it for the program. If you've missed some of it or you'd like to hear it again, you can go to our website, httpsomny.fm forward slash shows forward slash vision hyphen extra. Vision Extra, that's the name of this program, back on this, your favourite radio station, at the same time next week.